It's the Tiltcast, episode 368. No sun spreading? And this week, guys, we talk Battletech, the Division 2 private beta, and Metro Exodus. Stay tuned. Spread Eagle. That's really not what it sounded like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he fall asleep? Yes. No. Yes. He's falling asleep, staring at whatever porn he's looking at on his phone. <laughs> hey, it's the Tillcast, and we're back. Yo. Uh, it is February 14th in the year of 2019. No, sir. It is February 15th. I said 15th. No, you said no, 14th. No, you said 14th. <laughs> okay. 15th. It's definitely the 15th. Corrected. Corrected. Uh, and it is only 9.09 p.m. Only? Only. Yeah, well, only 9.09 p.m. It's uh, It's cold. It's... uh. It was misting when I was coming in, which means ice. So, yeah. So, we will not have an extremely long episode for sure. Uh, that being said, if you are new to listening to the show, um, I'm Nos. I'm Jason. I'm some dude, Rusty. And we are going to have a few minutes of bullshit, and a few minutes might be 30 minutes. Um, and we'll have a few minutes of games, that might be 30 minutes to an hour. And we'll have a few minutes of news, and that could be about 30 minutes. About ish. Ish. Whatever. So, um, and tonight may be a shorter episode, depending on the ice. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too bad, but no, yeah, it's just cold. It wasn't that bad at all. The, it's just cold enough that on the elevated surfaces, what moisture is there kind of freezes on I, contact. I can tell you that on elevated surfaces, it does freeze on contact, and it was misting enough to get my uh, the stairs to my apartment nice and wet, and then a wind blows underneath the stairs and... Boom. Instant ice. So I was skating down my fucking stairs as I was coming out, uh, coming over here. Uh, so amazing I, I considering hit... yesterday it was warm enough for shorts. Right. Exactly. Uh, it was warm enough to give me a fucking headache like crazy. Right. So like this much barometric sh- pressure shift this week has just been headache city. Exactly. I, I, I feel every bit of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I left my apartment, got one step in, went whoop. Fucking slid down five more steps, hit the landing with you know hard with my ass. I think I bounced a few times, and then, and then, in the process of grabbing the the uh, the rails to stand back up, I did the uh, the whole like uh, Jim Carrey like foot slide where I had to like plant my freaking the sides of my foot against the rails just to be able to stand back up. <laughs> Look like you're trying on a new pair of snakeskin boots. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, Short sidebar. Yeah. Um, I'll talk Crackdown next week. This week, I have showed them all the intro, because that is all I've had time to mess with since today is the release date. Um, and I know there's a lot of reviews out there saying it shit. Um, I don't care. I'm just going to try it out and give you my opinion. Well, I mean, you are playing it for the the for the price of ten dollars, pr- a price of Game Pass, which gives you all the other, which games. gives me plenty of other presents. So right, so you can like you, you Game can Pass is it. a fucking steal. If there are yes. two mo- main, like even af- before tax, right? Like two sixty dollar games is seventy plus dollars, right? Depending on where you're at, and. 12 months of Game Pass is $60. It is worth the price of two main AAA games, and there is usually more than that. And I am not an advocate for Microsoft, but however, this thing is literally one of the best deals on, for gaming right now. So how much is it total? Is it like 
What, what is it for? So it's ten dollars a month. But if you bought the one year plan for that, is like what? Sixty something. I think they knock five or ten dollars off. Yeah, something like that. Is it, so it's is like a hundred and ten or something. The sixty something. I don't know. We're gonna have to 60? find that. Uh, that no, shit. I, don't, I should just buy it outright. Uh, is I, I don't know. We're gonna find out. Um, it didn't seem like it was a lot when I bought it for you. Did you for, buy him one year? Yeah, I bought the one year. Or did I buy the six months? I can't remember. You bought the six. Oh, so that might be it. Because I spent 50 bucks for the six months. That's still a hell of a deal. So, yeah. Well, for for the amount of games that you're getting, right? So I'm, I'm seeing this floating around uh, on, you know, on the internet as well. You know, the Game Pass is, you know, essentially a games as a service model. So you pay a subscription, you get games, right? Correct. Uh and, and then, of course, uh, a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I I was talking about the the EA Origin Premiere thing with Bob. Except that um, it's just EA games, but it's just EA games, right? So, but if you you look at the EA catalog, what you get with Premiere, they charge a hundred dollars a year for just EA games. For just EA games, and it's fifteen bucks a month for just the EA games, uh, which is um, not a deal. Well, that's right. I I agree because why would you want to pigeonhole yourself to two games? It's not two games actually. I was looking at it. Um, there is quite a few older games in there. Okay, that doesn't you modern know, games. So it's so so modern games. I mean, you're going to get that. You know, you'll have access to so, Anthem yeah. as much as that works on Amazon. The twelve month for game cut. Game Pass is one hundred and twenty dollars a year, but still, if you play, if you play three titles, three major titles, if, it's, it's if you paid more than if you paid, paid for, if it. you did, I did the math wrong. I, if you did two, that's one hundred and thirty dollars yeah. with tax, right? Yeah, roughly, right? So you get so it's two worth, play games, and bam, you're done. But with all the extra indies on there, I was looking at Ashen. Ashen's like. 50 bucks by itself if you buy it outside of Game Pass, something to that effect. Something like that. Right. Um, Mutant Year Zero on Steam's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom Two Crowns is 19 bucks. Kingdom Regular is 19 bucks. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, some of the other things I've been playing on there. That's what's coming to mind right off the top of my head. Um, Vermintide that I played some of last year. Right. Shoot. 40 uh, bucks. I installed it. Still haven't gotten to play it yet, but I mean, I installed Hellblade on there. Oh, Hellblade, again. Uh, premium title, though. It's a shorter game, but 100% worth it. Right. Well, there, so... You have a 4K TV, too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, but you have the S. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It's still a good-looking game. So, even that, even so, the reason why I'm thinking about this is... And, and I'm still intrigued by Anthem. And there was a dev stream from, uh, you know, that they put out that kind of addressed a lot of the PC control issues and uh, some of the balance issues with the Colossus. And I'm not going to go over the whole thing. It's available on the internet freely. But it basically said, yes, we took the feedback from uh, from the you know open demo and said, hey, these are things that we can easily change, like putting on mouse sensitivity sliders, you know, you know, fixing the field of view a little bit uh, and turning off motion blur, things, you know, things that, 
you know, PC gamers were really up in arms about. Most of the console people were fairly happy. I mean, there's some bugs, but sure. Uh, they just said, we understand the PC crowd is of is an enthusiast crowd. They want the control. They want to be able to actually use the keyboard and mouse and not say, you know, be told, oh, this plays better with a controller. Just play it with a controller. You know, that that's the kind of thing that they were addressing. So with those changes, I'll give it a try. But I don't feel comfortable giving EA 60 bucks. I don't so feel comfortable. So at this point, you're going to spend the $15 premium? Right. I'm going to buy premium for one month, $15, try Anthem, and if it meets my expectations, then I will either continue with, you know, with the EA Access, or I'll just pick up the game and drop EA Access. But... I mean, after four months, you're basically buying the game, right? And then, and that's kind of the thing. If if the game is, and if you like it, and if buy it's it, game worthwhile, if the game is worthwhile, it's built like you know, it's built on the the quote unquote destiny model, where it's going to be a game that evolves over time. So it wouldn't make financial sense if I was only interested in that one game to continue with the EA access. Agreed. It would be it'd be better for me just to pick up the game. Even if I, I look at it as like a $15 rental. Yeah. You know, uh, and that, that, that's where I'm probably going to go. I didn't pick it up this weekend. You, there's people that are playing it right now with Premiere, but you can only play it this early if you had Premiere at the beginning of the month. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back up for just a second. We okay. can dive into games here in a minute. Jason, what mistakes have you made this week? <laughs> I mean, wow, you didn't do anything good. Let me just hear about your mistakes. <laughs> Actually, I did do some good. Oh, okay, um, good. I put about ten hours in the Division Two private beta. That's all you did this, this week. Last weekend. Okay. Um. I fell down the stairs. Yeah, you did My fall ass down the stairs. Thank you. Um, so the, uh, I mean, it's it's more division, but it's the, I mean, everything the game is by um, by the end of summer last year. Yeah. It's what the new game is with slightly better graphics. Um the guns are much more well balanced. Oh, so no SMG hotness. Even in the even in the beta, they all distinctly felt different. Well, I mean, they, they all distinctly, did distinctly felt different in in the vision when I played it. It's just that the SMGs with their crit stats were basically the uh, the hotness. Yeah. So, um separating the rifle the rifles into their own category okay um was kind of nice like the marksman rifles actually feel like marksman rifles like if the, that makes sense the like the aug is it, a single shot yeah you know single shot you know accurate but really high recoil gun yeah yeah or you know like the 
the Mark 16 is. But it hits like a truck. <laughs> yeah. Or like the Mark 16. It it just feels way, weightier when you're playing it and you're shooting it. Right. You know. Um, they had some... They had some interesting bugs. The only bug I ran into, um, one was I figured out was a network issue on my side. Uh, for some reason, on one X, on one Xbox and one S, run it wa- on Wi-Fi because it's in it's in our bedroom, and for some reason, the beta patch would not download, like it went complete downloading. Okay. So I had to actually switch from my 5G Wi-Fi network to my 2.4G network for it to download. What? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a... It was weird. That's a thing. Um, And then the main bug that I ran into that a lot of other people did was, like, as I'm playing, just all of a sudden, all audio would cut. Just, you're playing at mute? Yeah. Wow. Like, so, dialogue would still go. But everything else is just... But all other game sounds. Boop. That would Nothing. suck. That would suck so hard. You're, like, in the middle of a gunfight, and, and you're like... Have you ever played, like, then, a, like a, a first-person you're shooter? In the gun, you're in the gunfight, and then all of a sudden you'll hear, like, three reports from your rifle. And then death. And then death. That's it. Have <laughs> you ever played an FPS with the TV on mute? Yeah, it the sound engineering for these games is you know it it is a, it really does bring you into the game and when it's gone or you know if you turn it off or if you turn it way way down it does make a difference it doesn't feel right when you're playing a game you're pulling the trigger and you're you're seeing the gun fire but you don't hear anything yeah it it, it does it takes you right out of the game yeah. Um, now I would say, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll just talk about this cause the YouTubers talk about it. YouTubers. Uh, some of the, some of the changes they're making, uh, to the structure of the gameplay itself, uh, were kind of nice. I'll, this actually makes me want to buy the game now and actually dig into it is the, um, the other safe houses you find, uh-huh. the main ones in each area are actually like a separate base of operations. Uh, okay. Well, it sucked that you uh, had to go all the way back to the, uh, the main yeah. base of operations to do. Um, things. so they all have different, uh, different things they add to the game, of course, as far as bonuses and whatnot, but they're also, upgradable and have their own like little flushed out storylines to them and that's good that's good you know they did a lot of kind of like kind of like colonies almost right they they had the opportunity to do that with the first game it's just it didn't wasn't fully realized yeah uh and they needed to do something different with this one i personally feel like they didn't make enough of a change for it to uh to uh really be like an, uh, a sequel if it makes sense it's when you watch a uh, when you watch a movie 
and you go and watch the sequel to the movie, you're not expecting the same movie, only with a different setting. Does that make sense? Mm, but that's a lot of sequels that you get, though. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It... Ha- have you have you ever seen London Has Fallen? <laughs> All right, fine. So, like, have you seen what Expendables I Two? Is, what I wanted to see was more, uh, more options for guns. Um, you know, there a lot are more, a lot more customization for you know for that different traversal options. Uh, you know, the setting is nice. Does it you know and you played the demo, so you can't really speak to the story so much as yeah. just individual missions. Um, and I didn't play any of the, you know, the DLC for the previous one, but did the DLC have anything to do with the end of the first game? No. Okay, so I wonder if the second game here is going the, to pick up where the last game left off as far as the, the story. The closest thing that the DLC for last one tied into the end of the other story mm-hmm. uh, was basically trying to bring the other factions in line. Okay. Well, the, know, the the main portion that was, of that uh, of the that main story portion wasn't re- ever really hit right. again. So the 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 end of that game had a, you know, like there will be a sequel type cliffhanger. Yeah. You know. And the um the closest thing you got to expanding on that were some of the uh the special events and like the weekly shit you know like the isaac missions etc right okay uh, so explaining more of the backstory but uh actually this one picks up about six months after well the first one left the, off the first one left off with him basically like faking his death and you know bo- you know escaping yeah with with the virus printer right and with the russian scientists right in tow so if the it, so if division 2 i mean it's a tom clancy game because yeah. you you know that there's going to be now, an espionage or uh, like now, a, a secret agency style story what, to it what i didn't expect and what we actually got in the beta was you fairly easily actually found a couple of cell phone recordings from Kinner. oh mm-hmm. shit i just realized to i was going you. through my email you invited me to try this out i did yeah, I completely missed it. Open betas on the first. Okay. But but yeah. So, you know, he's all he's already kind of there taunting you. Like So it's tying the stories <laughs> together. As long what, as this ties What uh, am I gonna do? Did, next? What did you Never mind. I'll get to it here in a second. Yeah. But the demo doesn't really take you into the Mita's story, but aside from you know, getting to the White House and doing a couple of the main story missions. So, as I started the show off, I said we're going to talk a little bit about bullshit. Right? Yeah. Bullshit. So, you jumped right into games. Did you do anything in real life <laughs> that didn't involve something digital? <laughs> no. I'm a sad man. <laughs> Not. No. Come on. You didn't do a damn thing for um, your wife? Yeah. It's like, it's the week, now, it's the the, week of love the, and sex oh. and you did nothing? Are you the a only, fucking monster? <laughs> the only He's thing I, the only thing I, the only thing I did do was surprise my wife yesterday for Valentine's Day. So, you did what? 
Yeah. He surprised her. I surprised oh, uh, her. the way that came out was super weird. <laughs> what did you hear? I'm not saying. Okay. Weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm only imagining. I just heard seen. the word sunspread for some reason. I was like, I don't know what that is, and I don't want to imagine Consider what it this is. Ha- considering this happened at my place, I can tell you that there's no, no sun, sun spreading. spreading. <laughs> no sun spreading. <laughs> no, um, no sun spreading involved. But yeah, oh, my she, God. She went go clean Rusty's apartment yesterday. Phil Steen making her clean his apartment on Valentine's Day. I she cleaned your apartment on motherfucking Valentine's Day, and she's a very special lady for doing so. Holy shit! What did you do for her? Keep in mind, I got this her was... chocolates and and I and and I got her breakfast and. I his wife is a motherfucking. I can't saint. do anything more. For his wife outside of breakfast no. and chocolates without crossing a fucking line. <laughs> now keep so, in mind my wife my wife and did you paid a, her or something, right? Of course no. I did. Okay. Also keep in mind this is like one of two Thursdays that my wife gave Rusty the choice between. Right. So I mean Okay. So it's not all her, his fault. That was her choice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it was. And, and I'm making uh, very sure of that. I, and I asked her beforehand if she was still up to do it. You know, she didn't have to do it. Uh, uh, you know, that day, because, I mean, well, I realize I that imagine. Valentine's Day is kind of a hallmark holiday, right? But by the same token, like, <clears throat> women expect something on that day. They, they do. Well, how do you, I say this? <laughs> right. How do you say So, it? if I had done nothing, uh-huh. I don't feel like, I feel like I would have been in the doghouse. Had I done something on the day, I feel like I would have been in the doghouse. So I did something Sunday. <laughs> okay. I was really nice. So I was really nice. So I took her to lunch. We were going to go to, I couldn't remember the name. For some reason, I thought I got Margaret's mix, mixed with Siggy's oh, uh, German food. Right. We were just going to cheat on diet all the way and just get good German food. And then Siggy's is closed on Sunday. I didn't plan on that. I just looked at the hours, did not look at it, were they open on Sunday or not, because I'm a Philistine, right? And I don't go to church. So I, you know, I don't pay attention to that. It's just another day to me. So that didn't work. However, we're by Siggy's, which is also by an Italian restaurant called Tiamo's. Okay. So I made up for it by going to Tiamo's instead. Gotcha. Which was a wise choice. So with my very Italian girlfriend. So it's, um, Okay. That was the right move. It was the yeah. right move. And I got cannelloni. All right. Which was pretty good. And Can she got some good. kind of like Italian chicken piccata or something. I don't know. Um, well, wh- whatever the case may be, I thought it was going to be way more expensive than it was. And I was like, holy shit, we could do this every week. <laughs> well, I got, uh, I got uh, out of there. Be damned. I got out of there for like, not including tip, like $45. Uh, it's not bad uh, for uh, no, not for an Italian place. Uh, and a pretty decent one too. Like there are places that would cost me more. Right? She's like, we can go to St. Louis and the food will make you cry, but we can't afford it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, but so I did that, and then later that afternoon, um, her daughter's in cheer, right? And so we had to pick. She had somebody that she had arranged to pick her up from cheer. That fell through, so we ended up picking her up, and I was going to take her out to dinner, too. So I took her and her daughter out to Mexican food that night. So I took them both to that. And 
there's brownie points. Right? So if you can't do Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day, you just take your significant other out to eat twice in the same day, at least a couple of days before yeah. Valentine's Day, wink, nod, and hopefully, you know. No, hope, and I... And you got chocolates for her on no, she doesn't really like chocolate. Okay. You got flowers no. for her on Valentine's Day. So. I've got something that that's not really her thing. I I did a whole bunch of uh, extravagant things with a lot of candles and flowers and all sorts of things. You you went out and bought the, the, the this kindergarten is not, this Valentine's is, this thing is not, for her. This is not cum stains. That's wax. Sure. I wasn't gonna say i just don't know how to, i just don't know how to clean that off because i'm not used I, to having wax. i never even i never even noticed it dude you could have totally left that alone and i would have been completely oblivious but i you, felt it very necessary i don't, I don't to point need, out what was going on i don't there. need to know where your cum stains are motherfucker <laughs> Like, sure, we record in say, a quote-unquote sex dungeon, I, but man, I really don't need it's to know. It's very apparent. Like, that was just me being nice. Oh, okay, so you did yeah, that. I did that. Okay, and, and you and did so the whole rose petal thing. Yes, I was okay. a very nice guy. Okay. And we watched, uh, she introduced me to Stranger Things that I'd never watched before. Because and I'm a lazy... I didn't really know if it'd be my thing. Stranger Things is all kinds of great 80s nostalgia. And we finished... Almost all of season one on Sunday. So you, yes, okay, all right, you're fine then. Uh, absolutely fine. And she you, said I can get into season two because she's already finished it. She recently discovered it too. She was she works and has to travel a lot, so she's back in Florida again tonight, um, or on her way to Florida. So I'll probably get texts in the middle of the show. But she uh, she knew she was going. That was one of the other reasons. She knew she's like I'm going to be really busy the night of valentine's right and she's like we have more time on sunday let's just do something we won't call it a valentine's celebration but i just did things for wow and so i was nice i was nice as a motherfucker and i got her a bunch of audible books so mm. mine, okay mine scored me all kinds of brownie points because i show up at his place while she's supposed to be cleaning his apartment best thing is and i text him tell him i'm on my way and not and and and, and did the you text, prepare did you did he ask did jason ask to use your bedroom no 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 so what no what what he does is i talked to jason last week after the show and i'm like so what are you you know what are you doing next week and he said, "Well, I'm I'm thinking about getting Valentine's Day off, and just uh, and and coming over, you know, with Crystal to your uh, your apartment and hang out for a bit." I'm like, "Okay, all right, I've got this in my mind," and I'm like, "Okay, let's 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 get this t taken care of." I mean, I can kind of entertain and we can go out to have lunch or something, whatever, you know. Uh, so I text crystal and i'm like crystal are you coming over you know are you still up for doing it and she's like yes and i'm like is jason coming with you and she's like what no he's working i'm like oh shit okay well that fell now, through granted about halfway through the week my brain decided that it'd be a great idea to go into work beforehand completely catch her off guard yeah. But forgot to text Rusty this you, shit. You needed to so, tell me at least a day in advance. So I text him and tell him I'm headed that way. 
and he about fucks it all up. He texts me and says, I'm on my way, don't tell Crystal. And I'm like, on my way out the door to take the trash out, my phone goes off. My phone only goes off after 7 a.m. if it's somebody in my contact list. So I'm thinking, fuck, it's work. You know, somebody from work is texting me to find out what the fuck's going on. So I go over, I take it. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Oh, it's Jason. Click on message. Don't tell Crystal. Shit. I said, oh, it's Jason. Out loud. With her in the room. Fuck. How do I I work this out? Oh. And she's like, Jason. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's uh, the new guy that we got, you know, at work uh, last week. And uh, he was... Uh, asking me about something for the job. And I'm like, I'm not even going to take my phone with me because I don't want to answer it. I just threw my phone down on the desk and I'm like, I, and I just played it off. Like, fuck this. I really don't want to have to deal with work right now. And walked out with her to take the trash out and we do recycling and it takes a little bit of time. And I'm like, okay, well I'm going to make a conscious note to not lock my apartment door in case he is like, really close and wants to, you know, scoot into the, you know, into the apartment and surprise her there. So we go to do the thing and it takes like 20, 30 minutes to do the recycling and whatnot. And, and, uh, we get back and I just open the, you know, the apartment door and she's like, you didn't lock it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. You know? And then I look around he's not here. I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck it. All right. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to I'm going to get her so fucking distracted at this point that it's going to have to be a surprise. And the best thing that I could come up with was I want to put the VR headset on her. I'm going to make her fucking play VR because that takes you completely out of the world and I'm like, "Okay, well, at least she's, you know, that's that'll work perfect." So I get her uh get her set up to start playing Beat Saber. And, uh, you know, and here I come <laughs> crashing through his front door, hitting the table that his rear sensor is sitting on. My rear sensor has to be set out almost in the middle of the fucking room and it blocks the door a little bit. So he, he freaking Kramer's the fucking door open <laughs> and <laughs> fucking bashes the fucking sensor. And With she's, flat. she's got the fucking VR headset on and, uh, and, and she's like, did the door just open? And she's looking around with the VR headset still over her eyes. She's like, did the door open? <laughs> I'm like, yes, the door just opened. And, uh, and I'm just, I didn't say who it was or anything. I just said, yes, the door is open. And, and like, I just said, you there. imagine that? You're in VR. And I'm like, you're not expecting anybody coming through the door and the fucking door just whips open. That's the just, first thing you do. You flip the fucking headset up, right? Nope. She's like, no, she's just looking, looking around in VR. And I'm just waiting and. I'm I'm waiting for her to take the fucking headset off, and she goes, and Rusty goes, take the headset off, dumbass. <laughs> and I go, yeah, take the headset off, dumbass. <laughs> she rips the fucker off, and it's laughing so hard. I, uh, I don't. She was so caught off guard by the whole thing that she forgot that she was in VR. It was crazy. Uh, I, yeah, so that, that's how he fucking surprised her at my place. Yep. 
and then uh, you know we played VR because Which, I already had, I mean had it all set up. I'll be <laughs> honest, I'm not the best at emotionally feely shit. So right when yes. it comes to uh, when it comes to Valentine's Day or anniversary, I haven't exactly stacked up a whole lot of brownie points for those two particular events in the past. Yes. I mean, I'm the guy who rickrolled his own wife on Valentine's Day one year. <sighs> Face palm. Jason, if you ever need help. <laughs> <laughs> you need so. help. Don't just offer, just give. Why do you think... Just give, give me all the important days in your life, and a week ahead of time, I'll help you plan. <laughs> right. So, because uh, I'm good, no, I'm good at pre-planning, oh, and I'm good at last over, minute if I the, fuck up. He's got the rose petals and the "I love you" candles and everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, over yeah. nine years of marriage, I've smoothed out the whole anniversary thing. Valentine's Day is the one I have trouble Valentine's with because Day is it's easy. like easy flowers, some chocolates, fuck, and be done with and it. And to me, it's... normally it's just another fucking work day. And see, for my girlfriend, she loves to cook, but like that's not the day to ask her to cook. Like, get her to drop, like, 30 hints of places she likes to eat, and then just pick figure the best out, one. pick a few, right? Right, pick the best and one. And she knew we were going to eat the next day, and so I know with her, I need to just tell her what my choices are so that I pick the one she's going to want. And I talked to her about it the night before, and I was like, yeah, I want to get a couple of Cornish hens and smoke those. And she's like, no, fuck Cornish hens. I was like, okay, well, that's one down. Right. I was like, okay, what about... You know, and she didn't want me to go, like, so far out, like, I was going to, like, Celebrity Restaurant or something smoke. crazy, like, yeah. or Smoke or Mahogany, right? Or Prime that's downtown. It's going to cost us, like, 300 bucks. But she's like, you know, like, Tiamos or, like, El Tequila or when she gave me, like, Carabas or, like, Savastanos or something like that, right? You can see there's an Italian theme going here. Right. Yeah. She's like, those are all very reasonable and they got good service and they're clean restaurants. So I was like, okay. And so the day of, I was like drop the German food on her. She's like, that sounds interesting. I've, I've never had German food. And then she's like, oh, we'll try that for lunch, but we're going to do Tiamos for dinner. And so it flipped around to Tiamos immediately. Right. Um, and El Tequila for dinner. Because the daughter's a little bit more picky. Like, it's she likes stuff that Jason would like, like like Mexican food or something, Like right? meat and cheese. Basically. Yeah, because you could survive on that. And normally she eats kind of healthy, but, like, she... Definitely likes her Mexican food. So we mentioned that to the daughter, and she's like, yes. Yes. Literally, that's what she said. Yes. <laughs> well, and we'd, we'd already done uh, we'd already done our Valentine's dinner earlier in the week because she, uh, she found some really good T-bones, actually, but they were, you know, they were on sale, and they were a little bit older. Well, you know, so I actually grilled those before they, before they turned, you know, earlier in the week. So. Food, food tip here. So a lot of places, for whatever reason, Wednesday's the day that you go to get yep. meat before they toss it, and they do the same thing with dry aged steaks at Reesers. Yep. So you've got two days left on the dry aging process at about a Wednesday, yep. and you'll get them for like ten dollars off sometimes. Yep. So. What? Yeah. So yeah. literally the, the first time that I cooked for my girlfriend, um, I had found, she's like, don't be reasonable. Don't spend a crazy amount of money, right? But I want to eat something good. So I was like, all right, what about steak? She's like, steak sounds good. 
And she's thinking, I'm going to go get a regular ass steak. And I was like, oh, but no dry aged steak. When's, oh. So I found dry aged steaks. I got two dry aged, like, T bones at Reese's for like $22. Wow. Which is the cost of a regular T bone, not dry aged. Dry aged is usually like $30. Let me put it this way. Now, I normally do not recommend um, buying. Fresh cut meat out of anywhere other than Reesers or one of the meat shops in town, right? Right, because he used to work with meat. Yeah. And Walmart um, does something really fucking weird with their meat. Well, Walmart gets all of it prepackaged now from the from the bigger butcheries like Tyson and whatnot. So But like they they're do, not even some kind cutting of weird, it. There's some kind of weird preservative thing going yeah. on there. Like because they're not were, cutting it. It's being shipped to them. There's a guy that used to work for me that used to be called him the veggie man. And that, the reason was because he worked produce at a lot of different places. Yeah. And he also worked by the meat produce aisle, right? So he worked for Walmart for a while and thought their stuff was gross. Like, he's really into produce. He's like, so then I worked for Sprout, so they didn't make enough, so he started working for me, right? But he was telling me, he's like, yeah, Walmart has some kind of weird science behind what they're doing. He's like, that meat was not cut yesterday. He's like, it comes sealed in special packages, and when it comes out, he's like, I don't know if that stuff's been, like, vacuum sealed for, like, six months or what. There is some wizardry going on with that stuff. It tastes different. It's not good for you. Like, he was one of those, like, really into organic stuff. And I'm not super crazy into organic stuff, but I'm also not huge into, like, a shitload of preservatives in my meat either. Right. So I will go the extra mile, spend a couple extra bucks, get something from Reese's or Sprouts or something. You know, know, when it comes to anything more than like ground beef and chicken breast, I don't even buy. I won't let her buy anything other than those at like Aldi's or Sam's. Well, and Aldi's does has a no preservatives policy too. That's just meat's old. We toss it. Um. So anyway, she found a. she found the steaks at a place I normally went look. She found them at Warehouse Market. They were advertised for three ninety nine a pound. That's it, what? Yes. That's like hamburger prices. Right. Yes. Less than hamburger prices. They were cut an inch thick. And it wasn't like a huge meat pack. No. So they it do was that like sometimes two steaks to a pack. For to like ten bucks? Yes. That's nuts. I mean, we're talking like 16 to 18 ounce T-bones. And they're T-bones. Yes. What the fuck happened there? Like cow die somewhere? Like cow die (laughs) in the dock? They're like, we're going to turn this sucker into steaks and make a profit. Anyway, she she goes and and gets these things. Now, we immediately like vacuum vacuum sealed half of them. And put them in the freezer because at that kind of price, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to stay long, fr- stay good fresh. So we immediately vacuum sealed half of them and froze them. So your wife but, being your wife bought like thirty dollars of these, didn't you? Yes. Okay. I love her for it. Um, but so this is why you treat deals. your wife. Good deal. I, she spends a long time shopping, but she does get so some she good was deals. like, so we're going to leave a couple of these out for Valentine's Day. I was like would you hate me if I cooked our Valentine's dinner the, now. now because we've I've never bought steaks at Warehouse Market. I've never bought anything other than ground beef at I, Warehouse Market. I have. I, I, that's where I got all of my steaks. Um, I don't know how long they're going to last in the refrigerator. Sometimes they're a little sketchy, so but they're... I'm cooking them now. 
Well, the warehouse market stakes. Yeah, yeah. So the warehouse market stakes are. I don't think they do the cutting them. You know, there, but. Oh no, they do. They do. They do. Okay. Well, it's just from, it, like like most grocers who who still do it, and this is true even for racers on the everything that's not the dry aged Angus. It it's just it's frozen slabs that right. are shipped in and then they just cut them to and s- then they're just cutting the slabs right uh, so basically the steak thaws in the packaging that's why they have the absorbing pads underneath them because they actually thaw in the packaging after they've been cut and wrapped and that's why meat market steaks taste different because they're not frozen exactly right that's why you'll actually get a different tasting steak either with the dry aged at Reesers or going to sprouts or going to the meat market because that's refrigerated right. from a local supplier no right. and it's that's why frozen. you spend the extra premium for it but it's worth exactly it. know your meat people know your meat you can tell there's not a lot of vegans here right <clears throat> Oh, lock our meat. So you did. You did surprise your wife, and we're a nice guy. Yes, I did. He, Good he, for you. He earned his uh, steak and BJ day. I did, uh, and that's... I have the steak sitting in my freezer already. I mean, what? You? You? Oh, come on! You don't know this? No, I do know this. Okay, I was about to okay. say I was three fourteen. Yeah. 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 I, okay. What? Just wanted to make sure that one hundred percent aware and. Yes, very sure that I'm okay in this department. No. <laughs> Good, because you two owned it. I'm just gonna not be. I'm just gonna go over to my corner now. Oh come on! You know you got your hands something on Valentine's <laughs> Day. I saw so a, a buddy of mine posted this picture on Facebook, and it was a hand coming out of a bubble bath, and it was just like plans for Valentine's. And it was no. just a huge man hand. With a bunch of bubbles no, and a candlelit bath. That said, I don't know how much he got his ham for Valentine's Day because we kind of kept him up way past his bedtime. Uh, I finally got to sleep at about three. Jesus. Well, that's like going to bed at like four o'clock in the morning for most people. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I slept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did actually not have a migraine yesterday, which normally my Thursdays for the past three weeks or so, three or four weeks, I woke up with a migraine on Thursdays and uh, it ruins my entire day. Yeah. This time. That was part of my suck part yesterday was I actually woke up with one. Yeah. And kind of finally got it medication controlled on the drive up to your apartment. And then I got you some... I, get, I was actually fucking hurting. And then I turn around and play VR for like three hours. Oh, fucking... Yeah. So... But hey, actually doing okay on normal in Beat Saber now for as infrequently as I play it. Right? Feel like I'm doing all right. And he got to see that I can do some pretty interesting things oh, on God. Expert. Like, I was doing all right. I mean, yeah, there was some there's still some some songs that I can't play. But... Well, and there are just some songs that move too fast for the Oculus tracking. Yeah. For some reason. And and yeah. it, you you start move, moving your hand too quickly in a circle. Yeah. And it loses you. Well, um, I mean, even uh, on 
being a single dude, yeah. I've got plenty of strength. Um, <laughs> even on even on some of the songs I was playing on normal or hard, it would occasionally like if I was out too wide and I started running my hand too fast, mm-hmm. it'd lose it. Yeah, and it's it I wouldn't Beat completely Saber... lose it, just enough to like miss a box, right? And Beat Saber has uh ha- has a memory issue. I think when you are loading. Uh, custom tracks uh it sometimes will have uh it'll slow the game just enough for you to miss a box the tracking will be all right like it'll catch up yeah uh but it'll miss a box Plus, where you normally would somehow hit it. even though i try to keep my thumbs out to the side somehow i end up fucking hitting just the- like Grazing the fucking menu button on the Oculus. The menu buttons are flat on the Oculus controllers, (laughs) and he somehow hits them every single fucking time. I do that a lot too, and I was noticing that um, I was having some difficulty with everything running with WMR Windows Mixed Reality uh, last week or this week rather, and I found out that I had turned off notifications for graphic card up you know updates as well as windows updates Mm. and the driver was out of date and so was the nvidia driver so after i did that thing smoothed back out but i still have a little bit of difficulty sometimes when i get really into it of accidentally hitting the windows button that's on there yep yeah that is there to help you pop out of that into the they call the cliff house right so basically whatever dashboard you have for rift it's the same thing um, I actually have two different rooms. There's the Steam VR room. You should kill that right away because it just seems to just eat memory for no reason. Uh, I honestly want to. I can show you how. It's actually really easy. But like, so I killed that altogether. And if I accidentally pop all the way out, um, like it does not like getting back in for about two or three minutes. It's like it's got to readjust. It's it's like it's like the 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 boxer shorts of the of the whole rig has been like wedged up, and it's got to like loosen up a little <laughs> bit and get back uh, into its groove. And it just it hitches. And I right, you know I know that I'm taxing my card playing VR. Yeah. Um. But that really seems to affect it. But if I do everything inside of you know Steam VR once I load it up right, and you can hit the for me I can click one of the, the left thumbstick. And it pulls up a VR dashboard and I can navigate. So I never have to use the Steam VR room. For whatever reason, that thing just, if I kill it, everything runs better. And then I've got, I've turned off reprojection, the, what is it, reprojection. So you have something native to Oculus that does a a frame saving feature that offloads some of the processing to the CPU instead of the GPU. Yeah. Whereas um, WMR and Vive have a thing that Steam is built for that it, does a similar process in the background where it read it uh predicts where frames are going to land based on current movement and it saves gpu power right and if i well it's and i i think that it's kind of a a, a mix between possibly that and there's a lot of uh, oculus tweaks that i haven't gotten into uh, i mean because Right now, with the uh, with the extra controller I purchased, uh, that's got the room scale working. Uh, so I'm no longer dropping my rear sensor randomly. Oh fuck! Um, you know what you need to try? What? So, depending on when we hit break, you may try it here. But there's a game called Vox Machina that I just started trying a little bit. 
that I got completely not on sale on purpose because you guys know that I love mechs. Right. Um, it is basically Mech Warrior. It has got a single player mode for practice, basically, and a multiplayer mode. And it is literally driving a mech with the controllers. So, and it starts with haptic feedback. It starts to get pretty intuitive to where you feel like you're driving. It's uh -huh. a seated VR game where you use the grip buttons to grab different controls in the mech to do different things. And you use head tracking for aiming. And you click the triggers to fire button, fire weapons. So you have a button that is rotate the top chassis left to right, uh -huh. and you have an actual throttle. Both of those have haptic feedback. So you can click the grip buttons, which for me is usually my middle finger or my ring finger, and then use that to drive. So you're just rotating, and you have a throttle. And then you can leave the throttle going and then reach and hit the jump jet control with your same left hand, and it controls like a old-school joystick. It's very close to the console. When you push it, you pull up on it for jump jets and push down, and then you rock it forward and backwards side to side, and that's your jump jet control and is not affected by the throttle whatsoever. Huh. And then when you land back down, then your throttle's still going, or you can back it back off or back up. But all the, like, the eject is literally a, a thing you pull between your legs, um, there is a horn, like a semi-horn, that is just hanging on a chain <laughs> that you can pull. For multiplayer mode, there is literally a CB radio that you grab with the grip button and pull it to your face to talk. Um, and it looks sharp. It runs super smooth. It is fucking cool. Um, and it's, it's in early access. Like, they're still building, building most of it. It is 100% playable. Um, I haven't been brave enough to jump into multiplayer matches yet, but I have played... Even just dicking around with it a little bit that I have this week because I was like, I need to try this this week. Um, great. Aside from me having lots of headaches and not wanting to do VR, right? Um, the little bit that I was able to play VR this week because I was feeling okay was pretty all right. Yeah. That was my VR um, experience this this week. My, my so, feel. Oh, and that in a uh, fuck. This was is stupid. That is even scary. <laughs> but uh, Dungeons VR, I believe it's called. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up, but. It's a, a roguelike dungeon game, dungeon uh -huh. crawler, like literal dungeon crawler that you, uh, basically what you're doing, and I'm going to find the name here in a second, but I think it's called Dungeon Knight. Dungeon Knight VR, that sounds right. Um, anyways, basically what you do is your locomotion is either using the trackpad, forward, back, left, right, and you can use the right trackpad to turn at 45 or 90 degree angles. Or you can use teleport movement. Um, I chose to use natural motion. Or you can use what they call arm swing motion. You swing your arms forward or backwards. And, so going movement. But faster. Okay. Much faster. Yeah. Um, so, and all of this got me thinking. So, uh, Titan actually woke up with fever this morning. So I basically sat at the house with him all fucking day. So, you and I were discussing... The tracking issues with the Oculus. Yes. So I did a lot of reading. <laughs> oh boy, you probably read a lot of the same things I did. But yeah, it there is there is a distinct flaw in the in the firmware that causes some of it with the front sensors. Right. With the rear sensor, the main issue is with room scale. Um, 
basically everybody's been saying if you want near Vive performance, you have to get a fourth sensor. Yeah, I've seen that too. The problem with getting four sensors is it uh, compounds the bandwidth issue that I ran into initially. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, getting a fourth sensor, it's it's all right. But, I mean, look at where my sensor placement is. I mean, oh, I know. When you put a fourth or, sensor in, you know, then I'm going to have a sensor that's basically hanging out in the middle of my freaking living room. Um, the And, and I um, saw that, too. Uh, it, it's also uh, part of the issues, the... Um, distance you're closer to 15 feet rather than 14 feet as far as the wall mount right and that's part of the problem too right so we got the the rear sensor wall mount uh up but if i put my sensor up on the wall mount for my rear sensor it doesn't work or uh the oculus uh setup tool does not like it yeah Uh, basically we have to find longer mounts i've already looked into extensions for those have you? Yeah. And all they are, are just threaded rods. So, yeah. and that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, well, kind of like that, only it would be for the the camera mount. Right. And he only needs one that's about a foot, eight inches to a foot long. Probably a foot. I would like to get an adjustable one if I can find it. Yeah. Like in a, a telescoping one. That's one that's a telescoping. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, um, very randomly, I finished Battletech. Woohoo! Fucking finally, it only took you what half a year and but, three play sessions and and two hundred and ten hours. Well, <laughs> I have forty hours in the last two weeks, and all of that's not in campaign. I did not realize how close to the end of the game I was. Um, I did the final mission. Took me an hour last night, and then it opened up the map. Said, "If you'd like to be a regular mercenary again, now you can do it." I was like, man, I've put a lot of time in this. Time for Rogue Tech. Rogue Tech's the another mod for it that I kind of want to try. Yeah, I, I've been. I was looking at it. I I was staring at it because at the beginning of the week, I I said I, there might be something that I'd like to to try out. You I need you to play have something. access to my whole library. I know, and I and I I think I I downloaded a bunch of fucking games, uh, you know, and just threw them into a folder you know, to, uh, to do. And I think that was one of them. Right. Uh, but I just, you know, I, I looked at it and I said, I could pop this in and play it for a couple hours to see whether or not it would be for me. And that's what I'll end up doing. Uh, it, and I think Battletech was on sale on during the lunar sale, but I didn't actually buy anything on the fucking lunar sale. Go figure. I bought a couple things when I was talking about VR dungeon night, um, that was something I got on sale, I think, for $10. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the movement like it does. You clip a lantern to your belt, and then you walk down a corridor. It is dark as fuck. And I... <laughs> so, I haven't skilled it out or whatever. I'm having some... I was... This is where I discovered I had issues with my graphics card and then finally fixed it. But I was, I was kind of sick because... The way that our weather's been this week is it's been 65 and 20, 65 and 20, and 65 and 20. And it's yo-goed all over the fucking place. And a 40-degree difference of the barometer, like, fucking kills you if you have migraine issues. Um, so oh, yeah. I've either stayed up or till, like... Or even sinus headache issues. Right. And that's for me, that's where it starts. I get the sinus headache, and then it develops into a migraine, and that's yep. how mine triggers. So 
like I've been either going to bed at like 11 or going to bed at 2. And the nights that I was going to bed at 11, I was playing regular old video games. And then it started triggering again when I was trying to play this. So I got it to work. And then I just couldn't, my head couldn't take it. But what I did do is I learned how to play melee in that game, which it does have, it tracks the speed of how fast you swing to determine damage. So if you just kind of like, uh, or tickle, tickle. You, can't, you cannot tickle. And it's very, very uh, deliberate with that. Um, so you have to swing kind of hard. And you can stab too, which is really nice. But uh, I was in the middle of a dungeon, and they're all very randomly generated. So basically you're supposed to skill up your character until it's powerful enough to fight the Necromancer, and then you beat the Necromancer and you're done with the game. Or you adjust difficulty. And you can play in co-op. You can play in a lot of different modes. Um, I think there's even like... There might be a battle mode system for it, but it's an early access game being made by a single developer, um, and it works extremely well. It is very playable. Anyways, um, I got pretty far into it, and there were some... It's got a very uh, Borderlands-y kind of vibe with the art style. It's very cel-shaded, yeah, and it's very clean. And I ran into a couple of uh, <laughs> painted ghouls in the middle of a dungeon i caught the side of their eyes first and then they had these skeletal mages behind them and it's pitch black and it freaked me out a little bit and of course i like just started like swinging like crazy like an idiot trying to kill these fucking ghouls that appeared to my left um i don't know if they crawled out of the wall or what but like <laughs> they weren't there i heard a noise looked to the left and there they are and i just started going to town on them and it freaked me out a little bit and then i got into a boss battle that i couldn't beat um, right off the bat because I wasn't very good at my dodge and block because it's literal dodge and blocking. Um, but I've, I've had a little bit of fun with it and it's something when now that it's just stayed cold, like it, if we weren't doing this till late in the evening, that'd be something to be doing tonight. Um, Battletech is super worth it. I'm okay. shit. 210 hours. If you like any kind of strategy game, it's great. And then I got a Warhammer 40k Mechanicus. Um, and the Serious Sam VR package for like 15 bucks. Yeah, I saw the Serious Sam package. Uh, I remember playing Serious Sam all the way through way back. That was a long time ago. I will say the locomotion works really well. Um, You literally just move. Now, you have to, you're going to need the, there's one, whatever the seated shooter is, that'd be the one I would try to get used to it. Because there is basically a wave shooter where you dodge, but you don't have a lot of movement. I was doing one of the regular games where you just scoot around. And it's got teleport movement. I hate it. So I was like, I'm just going to try the free movement. And it works really well. It's because the WMR uh, controllers have uh, analog sticks on them. Mm -hmm. You literally just use analog sticks to move all over the place. So it's literally just driving your human wherever. You click the grip buttons to jump. Oh, boy. Um, it is, you have to be used to that. It doesn't make me sick anymore, which it means that I need to start playing Doom FVR again. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it uh, it's really, really, well, it's just a video game, but now in VR. Okay. With a lot of shooting. I was playing it on baby mode because I wanted to get used to the controls before dying like crazy. I'll probably up the difficulty here in a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm still looking for uh you know FPS and VR works so well like it's it's so it, it's pigeonholed though I mean like most I know that's why I had the dungeon night most games are 
you know, either a shooter with either drive the human or teleportation movement or some form of bow and arrow sim. Uh, there's uh, only about four of those that are good. And, and well, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, and uh, there's only a few that are, you know, really kind of atmospheric. You know, like, I want experiences. Like, Scanner Sombre it was 49 cents on the sale, so I also have that. Okay. And that is literally a weird exploration sim with this weird light gun thing that you use that creates particles on all the 3D surfaces, and it maps out the area around you. Looks really cool. Yeah, and, and I don't want to. I want more of those style games, because uh, VR is for me. VR needs to be an experience that I can kind of get into, and uh, honestly, the the firing mechanics in, in VR is fine. It's I just, just not. It doesn't feel perfect for me. Yeah, but the magic is still there, and that's yes. that's the thing that I. So, Serious Sam, now that I'm using my hands, the aiming in that is very good. So, it doesn't, it literally feels like I'm shooting a pistol. That's the thing. Because I, you know, the weighting's wrong, right? But me aiming down the sights finally feels normal. Like, I feel like I shoot in real life, which is not horrible. You need to, you need to try, if, if you want to try something that has that, uh, I've heard that uh, fucking uh, uh, was it horseshoes and hand grenades. There's a guy at work named Nick that just keeps dogging on me to get horseshoes and hand grenades. He's, yeah, or hot dogs and hand grenades. Or yeah, like that. hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. This is the uh, is the name of the game. Now, uh, the I've just been waiting for it to go on sale. The the bonus to that is that it has uh, basically. All of the the gun mechanics. You still haven't tried Elite Dangerous in VR? Uh, I have no. <laughs> what is wrong? Oh, it's because you've been having VR problems. Right. Your I've, VR problems wouldn't have affected that, though. I wanted to get it right. Um, so I'll talk just briefly. Um, Mechanicus was the game that I finished. Yes. It's a good Warhammer game. Okay. Not a mediocre one. It's a good one. Okay. Um, but it is for fans of you, people know at this point I like strategy games of some basically tabletop oh, games. Yeah. Um, but it's a highly customizable uh, multiple playthrough kind of game, and here's what it does. It's going to have an inevitable comparison to XCOM, and I say that because there's a lot of the same premises, but it, uh, there's a lot of different premise. It's laid out in that you upgrade random people like you would in XCOM. Um, it has doesn't have randomized maps, though, but it has a randomized mission structure, and I'll explain that. There are... The story is obscure as fuck. Um, it is super into shit that I don't understand. However, the gameplay is really good. Um, and the battle priests are highly customizable with some really fucking cool-looking gear. And what it does is it... You have, like, four or five different mission providers, and you go through their stories until you unlock bosses and you fight the bosses. And each one of those stories has upgrades that you find. And throughout, you go through a series of rooms, and each one of those rooms is marked with different um, symbols, and those symbols either mean fight or scenario. And the scenario means you pick a choice, and that choice either gives you basically money to upgrade your troops for later, or it has a positive or negative effect that gives you basically ac additional action points for your abilities, 
or it um, gives bonuses to other things. And it's, it's that part's fun, but like, I really like customizing the characters. Like they have all these different things. I had a guy that had like basically like a healing claw. And as you add items to it, it feels very much like having an action figure and you're just bolting on shit to these characters. And you watch, you add all the shit on their backpacks and arms and everything as you build them together. Welcome to 40 K. Right. But that, <laughs> I mean, but in, but it does that, it. but it does that very well. It's like, okay, so now you attach this gun to this battle priest and now you have this like healing claw thing. And like, it has all that shit. Right. And it looked cool as fuck. Um, and then the, move sets that you get and the abilities of these guns is cool as fuck. Like I really like the like the only melee weapon pretty much is a battle axe and there's different vari- varieties of the battle axe at least in the playthrough I had. It was all battle axes. But there was a whole slew of different guns that had like these amazing I say amazing. It just looked cool as shit. The devastation you would use with these. Um so it like I had a gun that would shoot out and then reflect onto a whole bunch of other things. And it shot out this like pulse ball that then explodes the whole room and then shoots out like additional projectiles to everybody that's like within a certain circumference of this character. And then it gave me like combo points and it just looked cool as shit, right? <laughs> like I had a weapon that was just a like three different varieties of flamethrowers that were all cool as shit. So... I had a lot of fun with these coolest shit weapons, um, killing coolest shit. Yeah, but you uh, and then you have these little skull things that you shoot at things that give you the intelligence on what shields they have. And there's a whole layer to your abilities that buffs your troops. You don't have cover like you do in XCOM at all. You just have a healing system, um, and you should use the healing system because it costs your battle bucks to heal your characters later. Uh, but you unlock different types of characters as you go. You unlock different types of soldier units. It encourages you to use you to use cannon fodder essentially, and the cannon fodder have cannon fodder type abilities to make them the sole targets. And until you get some of the healing abilities, your cannon fodder are incredibly important for you to use them as cannon fodder. They don't come back after the mission. Some of them are free, some of them are not. But they are some. They all have varying degrees of usefulness for what they do. So you throw the guard out in front, huh? You do. Okay. Is it actually guard troops? Uh, it might be. See, that's that's the thing. The guard was yeah. So, so I don't what know I'm, what a I'm lot saying, about the uh, the forty. I don't either. Universe. I played it one time and it took me like three days. But I had recently, you know, got into I get into like these YouTube kicks where I'll find some interesting topic and I'll just let it play. Uh, and apparently, there's there's a guy that does YouTube videos for the lore of forty k. Uh, and I found one of his videos and I just basically let it play in the black background while I was doing something else. So in the process of that, I learned a lot about all the shit that has, you know, happens in 40 K and the guard is basically all of the human troops that are conscripted to fight, but they're given shit weapons, basically no fucking armor. And they're thrown out in the front while all the armored dudes are in the back waiting to fucking basically have the peons you know, engage the big targets so that they can, you know, take out the big targets as they can. Yeah, but it just, <clears throat> you base, that plays out very similar to that. Like, you get combo points for them dying or getting attacked. Of course. And that's the basic troops. That's what they're there for. So they're probably playing into that very well. But it's not a huge design team that did Mechanicus, but it's a, it's a very tightly 
developed game. And when I said there was like different, I went all over not knowing this was how the structure was laid out because it doesn't necessarily explain everything. But I watched a couple of videos while I was playing and I was like, what? I'm not doing anything wrong. There's got to be a way that I can optimize what I'm doing. And so I watched a video and then I noticed that if you had just gone through the whole story for this guy to unlock some bosses that I didn't get and some item types that I didn't have. Oh, I should have done that, but I didn't, right? And So you can play it multiple times. Yeah, and so I got one ending based on, and then I fought the big bad, and because I hadn't killed a couple of bosses during the big bad, some of the other bosses came out at the same time. Because I had already gotten a pretty good rhythm for how the mechanics worked, at about 20 hours in, I was able to go in and uh, not lose a single character and fucking mop the floor of the big bad. It doesn't have a difficulty setting to my knowledge. Um, so I was playing it. It's not a real hard game, but it was a very satisfying game. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Like it's, it's, it's baby's first XCOM, but not quite that bad. Does, does the gun, uh, the guard have las guns? No, they have what looks like a, looks like a gauntlet they slap people with essentially. Like it's a thing attached <laughs> to their arm and they like, it looks like they limp dick slap the, <laughs> the monsters. Okay. Um, it's, so it's probably not guard. Uh, whatever they are, everybody's super cybernetic. Okay. Well, it's okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. You, I don't know what part of the universe it is, but everybody looks like they're half their heads a machine. Well, the Mechanicus is, uh, you know, if you're into 40 K, you're probably going to grill me on this, but the Mechanicus are, are, are basically the cultists of the machine God. Uh, so Oh, yeah, there's the, they keep talking about the Omni Messiah or something like that. Right. So the machine god and the spirits of the machine, uh, they're the ones. Oh, and they all, like, there's a whole bunch of text in the game, and they're always referencing some kind of, like, weird canticle or scripture or whatever. Right. It's all, like, confusing as fuck to me, but well, I don't I don't really care because everybody talks in weird guttural voices. It's all like, <laughs> and, and so they make noises when they, the subtext is going across the screen. It's all very... Uh, very borgish sort of ah gotcha okay. um and then you know it's a lot we of choices it's a lot of choices between destroy the blasphemy and like um research the the blasphemy and all sorts of other shit whatever 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 doesn't matter right. the gameplay was good the story was like all over the fucking place so if you're not and, into 40k you could still play it for the mechanics of I, the game. i'm not i'm not a 40k book reading kind of guy um, I just, like I said, my only real experience with that game was playing it for three days and saying, this is really cool, but incredibly obtuse. And it took me all three days to really learn what I was doing here and learn a strategy. And I still lost. So, and then we had a mutual friend with the place that we work that talks about it all the time and paints a whole bunch of cool fucking looking models. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of the style of all that shit is cool as shit. I really enjoy all the crazy orcs and all that stuff, but right. not a true 40 K fan and not afraid to admit that. Um, but there's a whole lot of games workshop spins off like 40, 40 K games a year. And most of them suck ass. And then there are like three or four in there every year that are varying from very B to super good B to like nearly triple A. And like Vermintide last year was nearly triple A quality. Mechanicus is right there below it. And then the total war Warhammer games are supposedly really good, but I'm just afraid that won't run on the 970. There's just so much going on, and it looks, again, looks cool as shit. So the Warhammer universe, both Warhammer and Warhammer 40K, all of that looks, you know, is is very, you know, easily adapted to a lot of different styles of game. Well, oh, if, yeah. if you get it on the super cheap, 
it's kind of obtuse and it's kind of di- it's super difficult. But I like Mordheim, which is the one of the games uh, strategy game that came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's ex- it might be free on Game Pass right now, but it's on Xbox as well as um, on PC. And it's a uh, you play like different classes and then you go through a bunch of different missions. There's a whole story mode that I still don't really understand. Um, game's very hard. The classes look again cool as shit. It kind of goes on the gritty Warhammer universe. It's all very medieval, mm. um, but That's... it's it's very playable. It just it requires you really thinking about your like every move matters in that game. That game is very hard um, and punishes the fuck out of you when you don't know what you're doing. Like it's one of those games like I going to pay $10 and get into this game. And I probably should watch about 30 minutes of videos to at least get the basics because I'm going to waste a half hour of time getting my ass handed to me. Um, all the Warhammer games have, you know, they have this difficulty curve. Once you get it, you get it. But if you don't get it, you're going to get your ass handed to you every single fucking time. Yeah, I mean, the only one that really didn't have any kind of a difficulty to it curve to it at all was space marine but space that's marine because that badass. was just a straight up shooter well space marine you are in a fucking high-tech suit and you have a badass gun and a, yeah. the chainsaw thing is pretty awesome well, uh, well yes the space marine awesome. was out of in recent memory that is a really good game and i probably holds up graphically now S- space marine was actually i think underrated for when it came out Granted, no, no, were, I had a fuckload of fun when that came were, out. Like, you do, like, the big, like, uh, basically dive bomb attack, and, like, just blood is going all over the place, and then you're just sliced. Like, it is so brutal, yet so very, like, 1980s heavy metal at the same time, which right. is Warhammer, right? That's, uh, yes. But it's, again, cool as shit, right? Yeah. But that's just the thing. Like, Warhammer Universe, like... There's a shitload of spinoff games like they had Deathwing that came out that I know did horribly and had a lot of negative reviews. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a ton of developers that work on Warhammer franchise and only a few are really good at it. Right. If if Games Workshop actually, you know, vetted some of these uh, these developers and just kind of had more of a hand outside of just selling the... Uh, um, selling the the rights to be able to use the character models and things like that yeah um well i don't think warhammer fans most of the time play the video games again knowing our mutual friend lynn Mm. he doesn't really play any video games he's all tabletop but if you ended up having good developers behind a Warhammer game and just be able to Uh, you know create well i was gonna say that vermintide is basically like the best left for dead that's out right now to that I know, uh, like when Space Marine came out, there were a lot of guys I know who, um, you know, meet at local wizards and shit for the 40k games, right. literally stole their kids' Xboxes and Playstations to play that game. Well, yeah, and, and, a, and a lot of what the, the Warhammer games are, are doing is trying to sell the minis, really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it sells them on the story. It sells really, them on the minis. It it's trying to introduce people to the story and, and get them going. The, and, and I would be really into 40k if it wasn't so goddamn expensive for the fucking minis. Holy shit! And I have the artistic fucking you know. This is this is how I'd paint my minis. 
Do I have red paint? I'm going to dip this entire mini in red paint. I now have a red space marine. (laughs) (laughs) It is now a chaos marine because it is red. (laughs) Rusty Wood, where Uh, that other guy we know would, I mean... There's Dude people who use fucking buy, airbrushing and you know, buys like, mansions uh, and like hand paints them. Even hand paints all of the accessories before he glues them on. Right, like, and that's that's, that's the, the that's the artistic style. I have great respect for people who can work with uh, a one one and a half inch tall mini. I mean, and be able I've, to put the amount of. Detail I've seen this on. dude with magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. And that tiny fucking paintbrush. And the paintbrush has got like two or three hairs on it. And you're like, <laughs> I'm going to make an eyeball. And then I'm going to use this one brush that has one hair on it. So I can put the pupil in. There we go. He's now got eyes. No way. My hand would be like off. He would have like a big fucking eyeball on one side. <laughs> I was looking at a Space Marine gameplay where we were talking about this, and that's totally... This recorded in 2011, eight years ago, still looks pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was saying it was underappreciated just for the fact that, you know, like, if you go look at the Metacritic, it's, like, below 80. Well, I mean, that's still a fairly decent Metacritic score if you want to fall... If you want to use that as a metric. It's, like, 74... It's it, it's still the, the problem I have with Metacritic is the same problem that we've railed on in the past. It can get bombed and well, not every not everybody that not every games journalist that puts that goes onto the Metacritic site is right. So, well, you and I'm, I'm I'm at this age now that I'm getting kind of curmudgeonly and I I hear people echo the same thing the same thing a lot and i was talking to rusty about it right like there might be some valid criticism like Rackdown three may be a god-awful game i don't know but they're at least in the intro having you know what though they're quack quack motherfucker (laughs) do daddy duck proud right um you know like that that was some pure gold there are plenty of Grade A pureed shit games that are just pure fun, though. I mean, <laughs> go know. back to that Deadpool game. Uh, yeah. Pretty, might, pretty crap, but it was fun for a playthrough. Maybe. One, but. maybe. So, yeah. It's, Deadpool is its own little thing. And honestly... I don't remember what I played that on. Was it on uh, Xbox? I played Xbox. it on Xbox, Xbox, I think. I think I played it on Xbox as well. Yeah, and yeah, it is a one playthrough. The game itself was shit. Like, yeah. the, the gameplay itself was just dog shit. Yeah. Uh, the uh, only thing that, that, that the made gold it worth... Was all in the dialogue. Right. Only The only thing that made it worthwhile for one playthrough was the, the shit that they did to the game to basically say, yes, we acknowledge that you are playing a game. Uh, oh, that's why yeah. I didn't like it so much. I beat it in nine and a half hours. Right. Looking at my, it was on Steam. Yeah, it's it's not that yeah. great. Um, that's there has to be a special sort of something when a game's really short for me to really appreciate it for that amount of time. And with it only being, yeah, it, 
the nine the nine and a half hours for me is a, a long day off playthrough and that's it. Right. I mean I played more of Mechanicus on Monday. I played Mechanicus on Monday. I had the laziest fucking day on Monday. Monday's my day off. The laziest fucking day. I woke up at seven o'clock. Um, I decided that was the day to start intermittent fasting on top of keto, which is crazy, but it seems to be working for some people. Um, and I didn't eat breakfast till 1130. And I started playing that at about 8 a.m. And I stopped playing at about 2 a.m. Huh. What? Wait. That's quite a bit. So the majority of my playthrough was in a single day. That's how crazy... I was having a lot of fun, and I lost track of time, and I was like, oh, shit, I got work tomorrow. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I have not actually found a game recently that's hit me that hard. Like, sure, Warframe that, fit That's why I say Mechanicus is a fantastic B game, and I got it on sale for 20 bucks. Super worth the $20. Right. Warframe hit that for uh, for a bit, and and I really kind of been looking for something else i haven't really been playing warframe i've uh just uh, it's i've fallen off of it uh i just wanted something different really honestly yeah uh so i've been looking for it and thankfully there's a fair bit of game that's kind you know that's come out basically today or you know beginning of next week uh that will keep me engaged for at least another month and then Division Two will come out. Um, you know, some of these games I'm not playing, like Jump Force. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah. You know, Jump Force is the fighting game that basically takes all of Shonen Jump and just uh, crams them all together in one game and yeah. has them fight. Apparently, that game is also pretty dog shit. <laughs> uh, I kind of predicted it though, because you can't take all of Shonen Jump and throw it into a game and expect any type of cohesive anything. It's just, it's it's just um, uh, fan service. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all that game is. Yeah. But sixty dollars worth of fan service is uh, uh, no. Well, that's just like uh, um, I know this is kind of newsy, but do you see the trailer for uh, the uh, um, redo of Link's Awakening? Yes. Yes, I, I did. Chibi Link. Yes. I'm still probably going to play. I'll probably still well, play I mean, it. you're the one with the Switch. So. Right. I'll probably still play it because, you know, it, Link's Awakening wasn't a bad game. Uh, uh, and as far as stuff no. that I'm playing, too, like, I'm not playing. I'll play Resident Evil this year before we get to Game of the Year. I'm just... I think it's a worthy effort to the game, and I know from playing it in the past that beating that game's about 10 hours. Requires a couple, three playthroughs to really get the full experience. But I'm... John has the game. I'm just going to borrow from him. I've already played Resident Evil 2 a long time ago. I, well, I, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for new experiences this year, and, like, it's... That's for, new enough. I mean, the the thing is... Like, I'm thinking about Metro, but I'm not getting it on PC because of the whole debacle right now. Why, why? I mean, honestly, the only debacle is the fact that you have to buy it on the Epic Store. Yep, and I don't want it to be in a separate library right now, and I don't want to have to dick with a bunch of shit or have to go to Steam forums 
well, I guess you won't be able to go to them for support. You'll just have to go directly to the developer. So I might as well just get it for a platform that it's already optimized for, and it probably won't play at the same settings as my Xbox One X on my fucking 970. So it's probably a console game for me. Probably. Yeah, so, yeah, you could probably pick it up on uh, on console just fine. I picked it up. I picked it up. I purchased my first game through the Epic Store this morning, really early this morning. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, my my first purchasing experience from uh, from the Epic Store went fairly smoothly. It's... It's a store, you know. It's just like anything. You throw for a credit card number in there, and you get you get a game. Right. Uh, the download speeds through the Epic, you know, Epic Game Store is not nearly as good as the Steam serving, but that's because of you know Steam's been serving games for fucking years now, so their download speeds are much higher. Uh, yeah. And Epic because uh, because Metro hit. I, bought, I picked it up right at like two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and it still took a fair bit of time to download it. I mean, it's a it's a fairly big game, but uh, it's it took a fair bit of time to download through uh, through that. Seriously, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the um, once I got it downloaded and I was able to uh, to you know to get in and play it, I've got an ultra wide monitor which gives me. A couple extra issues, especially with uh, with games that are, you know, just pretty much any game. The ultra wide monitor throws more problems than you know than benefits a lot of times. Uh, so the cutscenes are not ultra wide. Yeah. The, so uh, I well, have to watch. Look at how much of your user base actually has ultra wide. I mean. Right. You know. So the the cutscenes are are not set up properly for ultra wide. So I've got black bars on left and right, which I can. Uh, I've I've dealt with on other games. That's fine. Um, I, I get into I get into the game, and of course the game is it, it's brand new, it is as triple A as it's going to get. Uh, it has all the you know all of the tessellation and you know all the 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 video features. I have that turned up to ultra. Uh, I have you know it, it it looks great. It has ray tracing options as well, but I don't have that card, uh, and. I get. I finally get into the game, and the game is it's beautiful. I mean, looking at the the previous metros, I think I, yeah. You know, so I played Metro Last Light, but I don't think I played the other Metro, the twenty thirty three or whatever it was. Oh, that one's good too. Yeah, and uh, Metro games are very good. Right. So the so I went into it feel you know with the same idea of Metro. You have to kind of get yourself into a mindset of. Uh, you're playing a Metro game, so bullets yeah. are precious, and you know, and they're basically currency. And you it's know, not like it's not a horror game, but it does play on some of the old Resident Evil save your bullets tropes, right? And it's it's more of like you you want to conserve and survive situations. So, so it's kind of like pick your battles, don't go like serious Sam on it, right? Uh, so. I got into you know you got into the game. Of course, it's it's very metro uh, as far as you know. It's very Russian, um, but uh, there are some differences with Metro Exodus. Uh, metro Exodus has a different economy, uh, so you're not paying with bullets. 
because in okay. in Metro you ended up paying for everything in bullets. Yeah, in both twenty thirty three and last light. Right. So, uh, as far as I could find, and I'm not too far in. I'm maybe like three hours in. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it. Um, but as far as I can find, the there isn't a whole lot of trading between people. Um, but you do have the ability to basically create your own bullets. And uh, you can do that out in the field if you can find a uh, uh, find a workbench. Now, early on in the game, they give you a, a, a really cool uh, feature. It's a backpack, uh, which doesn't sound freaking cool. But at any point, anywhere, you can take the backpack off and create a little miniature workstation where you can uh, you can craft uh, med kits. You can craft uh, the uh, gas mask filters. Uh, you can make modifications to your guns on the fly. So if you pick up a uh, like a, a 4x ACOG scope, you can put it on any of the guns that have a mount for it. At, you know, on the fly. So if you're going into a spot where, say, there's a lot of mutants and you have a double barrel shotgun and you have a couple extra barrels, you can craft a four barrel shotgun. You know, for that situation. Gotcha. You know, so you can kind of make things, you know, work. And then, of course, the uh, the workbenches give you the ability to clean your guns, which, you know, if you get s- stuck in the mud or uh, if you're in the rain or whatever, your weapons will kind of corrode and get dirty, okay. uh, which reduces their uh, their accuracy, their damage, things like that. Right, but adds to some of the realism effect. Right, and then you use chemicals to... Uh, which is one of the resources. It's uh, like mechanical parts and uh, chemicals are the two main resources that I've found so far. Mechanical parts you use to make like bullets. Uh, use the you know, part of the chemicals to make the gunpowder uh, portion of the bullets. So it costs both for you know, for any self-propelled bullet, or you you know or Fairly early on in the game, you get a pneumatic gun, which is basically the highest powered version of a BB gun you'll ever find that uh, uses a hand pump and pressure and it shoots ball bearings. Yeah, you you had that gun in both of the previous games. Right. So the pneumatic gun. That was your silent weapon. Right. Pneumatic gun, you can you can use mechanical parts, which are fairly common. Uh, and you can craft the ball bearings at a workbench, which makes for a low cost, uh, solution for when you're low on bullets. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things that I've seen so far. Like the big thing with Exodus was the open world, right? You know, that's Exodus was, or all the Metro games were basically tunnel shooters. Where you just, well, you got some. You got some on the surface with Last Light. Yeah, and in, in the on on the surface stuff with uh, Last Light was still kind of path oriented. You followed a path, so it was tunnel shooter, but not necessarily in a tunnel, right? Uh, Exodus the the first open areas where I'm at is basically a bog. Uh, yeah. It's, overrun with you know it's a overrun with big mutant shrimp <laughs> and uh a massive catfish like a massive catfish 
uh, and you can traverse the area using a boat for the waterways, or there's a couple like land corridors that you can go around. Uh, it doesn't, it still kind of closes things off. Like you can kind of explore out a little bit, but you can't go anywhere and there's nothing really super special about going out from there. So that still kind of directs you towards a path. Uh, and, you know, it does reward a little bit of exploration, uh, but it doesn't do that much for making it a big, quote unquote, open world, like, say, a, you know, Wind Waker or any of the other, right. you know, any of the other open world games. So, and that's kind of refreshing because when I play Metro, I want to play kind of the corridor shooter. That's kind of, that's what I'm thinking of when I play that game. That game is a corridor shooter. And it's already kind of melted into my head that that's, that's the way that that game excels at that type of gunplay. Yeah, it does. Uh, so uh, going through that game so far has been fairly fairly good i have run into some graphical issues not not anything game breaking but it's kind of jarring when you get to it if uh if you go from uh you know shooting at a mutant and mutants will do a special melee uh, action where you kind of have to fight the mutant off of you uh if you're firing a, an automatic rifle at them and it doesn't kill them before they get to you it goes into a really jarring change in scenery where you're fighting the you know the the mutant off of you and uh and then when the animation ends you're kind of like popped back to where you were with the mutant backed off a little bit it's it's a really weird transition between the two uh and i haven't uh, it's happened a couple times <coughs> just kind of pulls you out more than you want it to. Yeah. It feels really, really odd, but uh seems like something that they could smooth out a little bit and they just didn't. Yeah, so I tend to not let the mutants get that close. Um you know it makes sense. I'll have a little bit more to talk about as far as going forward uh you know in the game. I know that the game opens up even more and I think there's a point where you do actually get to drive something around that is not the train. Uh, so I'll, I'll probably get, I'll probably get through it from what I've heard from people who've gotten, you know, pre-release copies <coughs> like uh, reviewers. It's about a 20 hour game. Uh, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give Metro my weekend, you know, after here, I'm going to go which, play it. Which pretty much, would be in line with the previous two titles. Yeah. 15 the, to 20 hours. Uh, Metro really kind of excels at the corridor gameplay and the stealth. The, well, the stealth is good. The, uh, the way that it tells the story is, Oh yes. You know, is the, the big difference between most first person, like shooter style games. Um, the story is told kind of organically as you listen. You know, I really believe that my character is mute uh, most of the time. <laughs> uh, he speaks with his hands a lot more in this game than uh, than I remember from uh, from Last Light. 
Mm, the RTM was always kind of handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he he does speak with his hands a lot more. Uh, just the actions that, you know, that he does to open up doors or, you know, open up like a manhole cover or talk to his wife and things like that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's different. They they actually poked fun at it at one point in the you know, early on in the game where one of the other guys says you know instead of sitting there in quiet disapproval, why don't you help a little bit? And I'm like, Well, I didn't give I wasn't given an option to speak, so <laughs> uh yeah, it's a. Uh, from what I've seen so far, good. It's it's good. It should be getting better. I'm gonna get into a lot more combat, see more weapons, see you know, see more attachments. It's kind of bare bones at the moment, but it's early on in the game, so I'm not really expecting a whole lot. Um, but what I've liked, or what I've seen so far, I've liked. So, what's up? Well, and I think like the. A lot of people compare the series to like Russian Half Life because it does a lot of the same things. Right. Well, the um, the the basis of the game takes a lot from Half Life as as the um, you know as the kind of the inspiration behind the gameplay. You know, the story itself is written by an author, but the uh, the gameplay itself is very Half Life. Well, and even then, if you like if you've read the books um that story just on its own is fairly half-life-ish right yeah just it's... just in a lot of the presence and what goes on yeah there's there's a uh, there's a fairly big reveal at the be- you know in the first hour or two of of this game uh that I won't spoil uh and it kind of it kind of gives you a little bit more of an explanation as to what the situation is like throughout all of the metro games so uh it it's it's worth actually playing this game to see yeah okay <clears throat> all right i think we're kind of in a good spot for a break <laughs> all right yeah all right we'll be back Engage. We are back. Number one. Rusty and his Picard cut finally hit the we're, record button. Oh my yeah, God. we were we were talking about how old we're looking. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Old. I'm not the oldest one, but I'm definitely look like the oldest one right now. Well, that's because you haven't shaven your beard. It's all that. I was talking, it's all that salt in the beard. Yeah, mixed with the ginger and the blonde and the brown. I just don't have any. So, eh. Like Ru- a calico cat. Rusty looks the minute. youngest of us all. And I'm the oldest. Because he has a Picard cut. Uh, no, no, Winnie. That's, that's how, the that's Picard how Patrick, bro. That's how he, Patrick Sturt looked youngish. He basically looked middle-aged for 30 years or 40 years. Because yeah, he's in his uh, late 70s now. Uh, no, he just goes 
and sleeps in his vat of formaldehyde, and he's fine. Well, his, his, <laughs> his wife is like 40 years younger than him, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, that'll keep you young. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean I, could, I could date it. Right. Well, not that I have any kind of money to show f- to, to appeal to this person, but I could date somebody that looked like her, and nobody would say anything about me other than she's hotter than you, dude. <laughs> right? Like she's it wouldn't look, way out of your league. She would, <laughs> right. I would not get to engage, but <laughs> but the the thing about it is like she's way 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 younger than him. Well, I mean, hopefully he's getting it on. Oh, you know he is. It's but, Picard, dude. Whoa, excuse me. Um, yeah. So that thing, what? Seriously? And seriously, I don't even. I don't. So, I I I'm really trying not to think about that right now so uh moving on from old man haircuts it in our first little bit of news let's talk about old penises Lightbanger. <laughs> i think any any any, any red-blooded male would, any straight red-blooded blood, blooded male would be okay and like uh, even if you were like actually 20. i know I think I might know a few gay guys that might go for that too. I mean, that's All pretty right. good looking for one night, you know. <laughs> pretty much, if you get me drunk. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so there was this thing recently that. Uh, well, your- let me just ask a question: your- Does everything really have a price? Um, some things. Um, most things to a degree. Sometimes the price isn't money. Uh, uh, context. I there needs to be context. Like, how much would you think of spending on a taxidermy sperm whale penis? Negative money. <laughs> <laughs> For the novelty of making people touch it when they're drunk. I well, uh. No, I probably still wouldn't. I mean, I mean like, okay, no. Where well, would you put it, it? Where would you put it? Like, if you if you had in this one, house, yeah, in this house. How big is it? Uh, <laughs> it's a sperm uh, whale. Let's it's, see here. Just, this is it, roughly. Uh, let's see, sixty-five inches. So that's what roughly six feet. No, that's four feet. Five, four, no, four, five feet. Five, five feet, feet, yeah. Five feet. Five feet, five inches. <laughs> it's a five foot dick. <laughs> Hang it over the, the fireplace mantle. You would. And you then would. and I call it a Jabba tail. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this, uh, this. And then if my parents asked what it was, I'd say it's a Star Wars prop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Wars prop. So. What? And. <laughs> So, Schwarter's Auction House in the UK has this annual out-of-the-ordinary auction. <laughs> That's pretty out-of-ordinary. And some enterprising fellow mm. spent $6,000 We're gonna stuff that on the giant stuffed whale penis. What? Okay. Alright. I, I wouldn't spend $6,000, but if it was like... Stuff well dicks for three dollars for the novelty of it. What I would, I would probably. I mean, jokingly hit somebody in the face with it. 
yeah. That's going to be an interesting He just got dick slapped by a whale. Uh, it, so, okay. I understand where you're coming from as far as like the... Uh, For the, the pure comedy of it. The, the, right. I think it's so, hilarious. $6,000 though? I mean... Yeah. Sure, but who, how, who how stuffs many? like phrasing right. aside? Who, who stuffs, stuffs a whale penis? So <laughs> what trichodermist? You're like, hey, I got a whale dong. Are you? Right. Can you stuff that for? What well, do you mean stuff? I mean, uh, I need it taxidermied. Apparently, this is fairly old. This is from the 19th century. Uh, okay. So sell your say, sailors actually used to use whale penis to store their tobacco on the ships huh to keep it moist would you like (laughs) would you like something in a dick to keep it moist they used whale dick as a humidor oh my god would you like to (laughs) would you like a Is it, is Would it, you it, like it, a dick you know, pipe? You know where I found, you know where I found that story? Uh, Gore had posted it on their news feed. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it had to be something like that. Oh, my gosh. So, so cock piping. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, but, so, here's the funniest part to this whole thing. Is they, they asked him how you even go about pricing something like this. Well, right? obviously. Okay, you've got a rare and object. Said buyer said, "It's a challenge uh, <laughs> because you simply have nothing to go on." Hmm. Yeah. Go go ahead and do an internet search and try to block out this particular post, and try to find out how many stuffed dicks you can find on the internet. <laughs> stuffed whale dicks. You got. It's got to be a whale. Dick. Right. Yeah. Probably won't find any. He didn't find any either, did he? Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, but apparently the uh, the estimate uh, based around the donor's suggestion was between $4,500 and $5,800. He liked it a lot, didn't he? Apparently. Like, where do you hang it? Like That's what I was trying to say. Where would you Over the it? mantle. Oh, over over the your mantle? fireplace mantle, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the 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 Java tail thing. Or I, if you, or if you have a grand entrance hall, like the first doorway that you see when you cut it, that's but, where you. Yeah. So okay, that or you get a stand so you can stand it up, <laughs> right? And you put near the door like a coat rack. Oh, all right. So so I mean, I've seen some. I, I've seen some things that you know. This is obviously 19th century. They were doing whaling still. This is probably from a whaling ship. Like, they were... the. Of course, they're going to use as much the, of the animals as possible. The worst part is, like, this doesn't even look like, like a penis at all. It looks like a giant dried carrot. I said a Jabba tail. A Jabba tail. Uh, a massive parsnip. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's brownish in color. Uh, just look up the image, people. If you if you feel it doesn't, I mean, it's it's. I don't even know how adventurous you have to be. It does not look like a. It, it does like it. I'm it's just dick saying like, but it's not dick like enough. It looks like a big tentacle. 
I'm just saying that if you're not looking specifically at that and you're using a general search term, you're probably going to see things you don't want to see. Um, right. <laughs> Let me find out. He's like, I'm going to throw myself on the internet sword for you. I will. Uh, <laughs> Whale penis. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Whale penis. That's all I searched. Uh, yep. There's just yep. there's a mounted one. Uh-huh. Here's. <laughs> here's one that just it's a caption that says an actual sea monster oh a whale penis and it's just a pink arm sticking out of the ocean of course <laughs> it looks like it looks like a little mini Loch Ness monster <laughs> he's just out searching at sea that's where all those photos came from uh, some things you just can't unsee now okay all right this so one I've has seen... hearts next to it I really don't want to see it. I the, really don't. The the whale had a free willy. Oh my god. <laughs> the terrible puns. <laughs> These puns actually physically hurt me. There's a whale penis sculpture. I, so there's a as pit as depiction was... and it says it's a sea serpent. No, it's a whale penis. <laughs> yeah. Why? All right, so no, so, like I said, like I said, I was I was seeing you know from that time time period they do do things that are you know they use as much of the whale as they possibly can you know transport with the ship right you know a lot of times they take what they can carry and then they drop the carcass into the sea and you know and all that stuff but they you know I've seen some really really good artwork from like the whale tooth, you know, well, they'll, they'll carve will, you know, will teeth and do depictions on it. I forget there's, there's a name for it. I forget it, but, um, you know, those, those are something that I would put up on the mantle if I had one. You know, oh yeah. You know, those are, those are historical artifacts and oh. they're tasteful. Did you know there's an so, Iceland penis museum? Um, um, what? I mean, <laughs> what else are you going to do in Iceland? <laughs> collect penis see Bjork <laughs> I mean what else are you going to do so moving on from dicks big dicks <laughs> to even bigger dicks um, it was confirmed this week on an earnings call that Activision is releasing the roughly 800 employees <laughs> that segue <laughs> Um, laying off approximately 8% of their workforce. Damn, man. So Activision Blizzard. So Mm -hmm. this combined (laughs) with the fact that they also on the same call uh, basically confirmed that uh, aside from the uh, Diablo mobile game and the uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, there is no other pending release for Blizzard <laughs> in the next year no to year and a half. you just got rid of 800, you know, so. Huh. All right, so I'm not, uh, I'm not calling in the coroner just yet, but it's not a good sign. I mean, if you're letting go of that many people, uh, there's a sign that's happening. So, so on top of this, the beginning of that uh, earnings call said that they had a banner year this year and they were mm-hmm. making money. 
And then immediately afterwards, but then, then they they also said the that they had a weak fourth quarter, which they really did. Um, uh, yeah, I mostly mean, mostly on the Blizzard side, they actually said that uh, they had a weak fourth quarter because they announced that they were they were dropping their esports, they were dropping mm-hmm. their uh, their uh, here's the storm, uh, they were. Uh, you know, pulling back on you know uh, a bunch of uh, of development, you know, team. Yep. They were just pulling back on a lot of their games, uh, and there was some question as to whether or not Hearthstone was going to even you know be around. In fact, uh, the did you they see? said that the company as a whole's uh, income outlook for 2019 is lower than that of 2018, which means. <laughs> doesn't look good around the board it's not just blizzard it's but the thing is all properties the thing with blizzard though is like they've amassed such an empire amongst a few ips that eventually are going to get old and die yeah well you know Warcraft's not going to be around forever that's but warcraft is so big that they needed a customer service team that's roughly the size as most regular companies customer service team Um, right that's basically what all the Activision basically. CFO said about Blizzard during their earnings call was, and we can, uh, I'm quoting the PC, uh, the PC mag, mm. uh, article softness for its in-game revenues that will take time to stabilize and return to growth. That right there tells you their current at- outlook for Blizzard is not great. It's just a lack of new IPs. I mean, they when when you had World of Warcraft starting to kind of fade, right? We got Hearthstone, we got Overwatch, and we got Diablo, and we got Starcraft that all started kind of finally popping out after a few years of World of Warcraft. And those things have kind of started to stabilize. Like, there's not new Overwatch players. There's not new Diablo players for the most part. There's not a lot of new Hearthstone players. No, in and, fact, Overwatch lost quite a few players over the last <laughs> but year. But it's been out for a while, right? Like, yeah. people start to play other things. You know, I don't play games that long. No. I don't play games for a year at a time. I mean, I've been playing it, Battletech for a few months, but, oh, like, that's just, like, my comfortable go-back to. Well, and that's that's the difference of uh, of the game itself, too, though. I think they were kind of hoping to see Overwatch sustain the same sort of player base that... Uh, same stable type of player base that wow enjoyed for but, for yeah. so long wow is but uh, wow is a completely different animal right it's you a can't service you can't expect every massive multiplayer game that blizzard puts out to hold that kind of a stable gamer base well they put just, a lot of you know they, they put a lot of uh uh work into world of warcraft and uh, the expansions year over the year. I mean, making an MMO is not cheap. You know that that's a given. Uh, the amount of players that, you know that play you know directly affects their revenue for that game. The you know so lower players means they make less money. Uh, there's going to be less monthly subscriptions. Yada yada yada. Um, Overwatch had uh, a one-time entry fee, and you could play the game for as long as you want. Right. Uh, and sure, it has you know the cosmetic microtransactions, but most people 
you know, I, I would imagine that the, you know, the microtransactions had either fallen flat or greatly or sharply reduced by this time. Because most people who are still playing that had started playing at the beginning have everything that they want. Now, one thing they also <laughs> did mention was that their, um, that their, their staffing levels that are related to non-development teams yes. was out of proportion with the developers' current release plans. Well, think of it this so, way. Think of it this way. You, you, are, uh, you are Activision Blizzard. And you've nixed, uh, you've nixed the uh, Heroes of the Storm, and you nixed everything that has to do with the Heroes of the Storm esports. Uh, all of the people who were dedicated to, you know, the event management and the venue and, you know, planning uh, and you know producing such a you know a big event like a like an esports event. Uh, at, at that point, really didn't have any direction. They didn't have a job, essentially. They didn't have anything to do. So if they weren't let go immediately after the announcement, they would have been let go with this uh, in this eight hundred you know person push. Yep. You know because they don't have anything to do. Anybody that has to do with uh, with trying to advertise anything or yeah. uh, or really work on Heroes of the Storm are either going to be repurposed or going to be let go. Yeah, you know, basically, it looks like they're trying to stick where they've let some of these teams balloon. It's looking more like they're restructuring them to streamline them and make them more profitable. And, streamline, and, streamline and I get that, you know, but um, it's it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate reality of, you know, of having big companies is that sure there's going to be times where, you know, you don't you know, you don't hit a metric. Uh, or you don't hit a set of metrics, and the only way to recoup the cost of you know employing a bunch of people is to not employ those a bunch of people. Uh, unfortunately, that means that 800 people at Activision Blizzard are now looking for other places to work. And if there's anything that I know about the you know the job force is that you know sure there's going to be some development companies out there that are be you know looking for that talent, but okay. that is a big influx of you know of freelancers at this point yep you know so 800 people going to various different studios or you know project management firms or uh, or event management firms those those positions are going to dry up real quick because of that influx you know it'll bounce they'll bounce back i'm sure that the, those people uh will you know uh, end up gainfully employed at, you know, at some point, but unfortunately that's, it's a, it's a, it's a sucky reality of things. You know, you've, you're looking at a large amount of people that are in the, you know, into the, uh, you know, looking into the job market now. It sucks, but, uh, and it, it's kind of a raw deal the way that they presented it in the call. Um, and I didn't listen to the call or anything, but you know, the reporting on the call says, yeah, we made a bunch of money, but we're going to lay off a bunch of people, you know, <laughs> It, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, it doesn't say it, it also kind of point, you know, the, the new, no new IPs for this year, you yeah. know, considering it's the beginning of the year we're you know, mid February, you know, mid to late February at the point at this point. So, you know, if we're looking at the rest of this year at February and saying, we're not going to put out anything new this year, 
that's kind of already kind of admitting defeat for this whole year. Yep. You know, sure, I'm, you know, I know that games can't be shat out in a weekend, but, uh, you know, to, you know, to say that, well, we don't have anything interesting to report is, you know, is kind of telling. You know, it's not a good sign. And uh, a lot of the people who read into that will probably read into, you know, Blizzard is, you know, starting to die or has already died and just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that said, moving on to uh, to more lighthearted news. Um, Total War Three Kingdoms uh, has been pushed back to May. Okay. Um, so anybody were, that was looking forward to the new Total War game. Were you looking forward to that? Because no. I wasn't. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Total War games. So <clears throat> those are the, 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 you know, the medieval style, you know, war, you know, war games mm-hmm. where you've got like the cavalry and all that stuff. And it's, yeah, I, I wasn't really. Yeah, to- Total War is a, um, a lot of the same uh, of what you get out of Warhammer. I mean, yeah, but yeah, it, I, it, it, anything that has yeah, that's delayed. I, honestly, I'm to the point right now where uh, if a developer comes out and says the game's going to be delayed for a couple months, good. I mean, I'm fine with a game being delayed anymore. It used to piss me off. I mean, remember back, you know. <laughs> Remember back when uh, fucking No Man's Sky, I'm going to bring this up again because No Man's Sky was delayed and people were pissed. Like yeah. We were really looking forward to this game and it was delayed. Oh my God, fucking pissed off. And then the game comes out and it says, well, this probably could have used another six months in the cooker. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, kind of an eye opener. You know, No Man's Sky made to, you know, made a lot of people change their view on things. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the same way. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to play this game, but if they need more time, they need more time. Yeah. I mean, game and development is a risk. Also, uh, announced at the end of last week, uh, I kind of miss us when we were recording last week, uh, Skybound announced a new publishing deal with Beamdog. Okay. Uh, that's actually going to bring t- a lot of the, we talked about that last week. Did we? Yep. About Baldur's Gate and yep. Uh, it's yep. all coming to Xbox. Um, you can reiterate it's cool yeah <laughs> well they have a full games list they announced the full games list now so it's all three Boulder, Boulder's Gate games um, Icewind Dale mm-hmm. Planescape Torment and Neverwinter Nights mm-hmm. will all be coming you um, there was some other news for uh, uh, the Nintendo Direct uh came out it was a couple of days ago uh and uh nintendo direct had a lot of really cool information for uh, uh first uh for the switch you know switch owners um there's going to be a, a new uh super mario maker uh for the switch uh which yeah well i mean it was kind of I, I was kind of surprised that it didn't get ported uh to the switch because super mario maker was a you know it was a fairly big thing on Wii U. It was a big U. thing on Wii U, yeah. Um, and it played really well with the Wii U con- you know, pad controller. 
because uh, you had the ability to move blocks around on the controller and see it on the screen. Uh, there's some question as to how well that's going to work on the Switch, but I mean the Switch is basically the pad controller, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, there's going to be the uh, a remake for Link's Awakening, so another Legend of Zelda title coming to Switch, which is really cool. It looks good. It's kind of cell shaded. It's kind of chibi. Yeah, um, but that's fine. I you know if they look you know, if you look at what the Switch can handle. Um, and the art style of, you know, Switch games, most of them have gone to a cell shady style. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Breath you of know, the Wild was. Right. And, you know, it's to, an, you know, to, a, to a point, Breath of the Wild was too. You know, it wasn't as cell shady as, you know, as... Um, no, but it definitely had a lot of the same uh, animation principles. Right. So. You know, so it's... You know, I'm I'm all right with that. And if you give me more Legend of Zelda, those games are fairly solid. You know, I haven't really run into a whole lot of bad ones except for, um, say the first Legend or second Legend of Zelda on the NES. Because why go side scrolly? But whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, th- there's a uh, there's a couple different games uh, that are uh, that were announced for. Uh, the Switch, that look really cool. It looked like it's going to be able to push the graphics a bit uh, on the Switch. Um, and there's a full list of all the games that they uh, that they uh, listed out on, uh, on, on the web uh, for uh, the Nintendo Direct. I'm only about maybe a quarter of the way through the video for it, so <laughs> um, definitely check it out the, that's just the the quick highlights but if you have a nintendo switch check out the direct because it was a really good direct from them um let's see uh there was what there was one more thing here oh um so i i know that you played a little bit of this justin uh hollow knight yeah, I've meant to get back into it. I know Boston from TVGP has been trying to convince everybody to get back into it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got like, it's just got a weird barrier to entry when you're first getting into it and getting used to the mechanics and you need to get a couple of upgrades to really feel good about it. Right. Love the art style, love the concept. I'm just way more of a Salt and Sanctuary fan when it comes to 2D fighting upgrade games. Mm-hmm. Essentially like a mix of, we're just going to say it, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. And uh, a Metroidvania game, basically, because Dark Souls is kind of uh, not really a Metroid. No, it's not. It's It mixes it, too, because it's a side-scrolling, find-your-upgrade-and-explore, re-explore-again area game with deep boss fights and upgrades. Right. Um, I think my only thing is I didn't get enough upgrades to get into it, and it was a little bit obtuse, and I've just had other things I wanted to play more. Right. Um, but I mean, it had another huge update. So like, I've thought about jumping into it. And speaking of updates, uh, another one that I've been thinking about jumping back into that I just, this is what's been keeping me from buying games. There's just a lot of good shit still out there. Um, they have a new divinity two mode of pillars of eternity two, And what I mean by that is it's all turn-based combat and no real time combat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Have you made it through divinity two? No, <laughs> it's still on the burner. 
Super good game. I know. I know. It's just there's... I have to get into a mindset for those games, and I'm not in that mindset right now. Um, but, you know, back to the Hollow Knight thing, I mean, I'm, I liked the game. It was... Uh, it it was dark. It had a really good, you know, really good story. You know, or not, not necessarily a big story to it, but a lot of... Um, it's 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 just a visual detail. It's a, a style thing for me. Uh, plus, it's a Metroidvania game, and I kind of gravitate to Metroidvanias. For those, it's pretty damn good. I just I like Salt and Sanctuary better. Now, did you get far enough into the story to actually meet the Hornet character? Uh, the the boss. Well, she's she comes up as a boss the first time yeah, you meet her. I, she you have to fight her. I beat her. I, that was I beat her, and then that's when I stopped because something else came up. Okay. Well, the uh, there is a new Hollow Knight game coming uh, coming out called Silk Song. Uh, it, it was initially thought to be a DLC for uh, Hollow Knight, but it is actually a whole new game, and it's centered around the Hornet character. I think it, they did well enough based on the amount of times they released that game mm-hmm. that they probably got a pretty good future ahead of them for new release. Yeah, stuff. it's. It, it's kind of it's kind of interesting I saw some uh, some of the initial like gameplay trailer stuff for it uh, and the hornet character has a lot quicker movement uh, whereas you know in Hollow Knight you you played the Hollow Knight and you know it's kind of he's kind of he's got his own move set but he's not super dashy he doesn't dash around the screen very you know very fast um, whereas the hornet character is really quick uh, and just kind of a fencer. I think what happened to me is I had so much going on in my personal life and that game was coming out. I was playing it on, on steam in my bedroom mm-hmm. and would run into weird issues with the box lag. and lag because there was a lot of internet going on in the house and I got frustrated and quit. I may be in a headspace to play it now. Yeah, I, I would pick it up. I'm interested to see what's, uh, what the Silk Song, uh, game is going to be, uh, that is, it was just reported just a day ago, uh, so I don't I don't think Coming it's out got this a year, probably I don't think it's got a, an actual release date. I have something for you guys. We were talking about Hearthstone, remember? Mm-hmm. What was the big game that Valve released that was supposed to be the Hearthstone killer? Oh God, what was that? Um, You're having a hard time remembering it for a reason. Uh, so, uh, artifact. Artifact, right? Okay. Yes. So you know, there's a there's something called Steam Spy. Right. What Steam Spy does is Steam Spy looks for concurrent players of a game. So when Artifact launched in November, it had around uh, 60,000 concurrent players at a time, which is good for a game, more or less. Right. Um, concurrent players doesn't mean total players. That just means playing at the same time, and right. 60,000 is a huge base. I need you to look at this number. What does that number say? 661. How many thousands of percent is that? <laughs> well... That that's uh that would be, well roughly what, ten thousand percent difference or hundred a thousand percent difference? Yeah, it's a thousand percent difference. It's something like that. Numbers, what numbers? The, the, you add a couple zeros to it, and bam, you've got your number. The um, thing is, is that <laughs> with my shitty phone, like it's uh, <laughs> trying to find the difference between that and the last three months, um, is. I, mean, I need you to look, look at, at the graph. sharp decline. It's right. It's a graph, right? So here's this graph that starts off in November, November 26, 60,000. This is great right? radio, by the way. 
and then we've moved down, right? Let's let's go to one month. Um, and by January one, uh-huh. we were down to six thousand. Okay, so so it it, it so dropped a hundred percent or no thousand percent. That drop that's a thousand percent drop. Right. So so, and it, then another thousand from there. Right. And in the last seven days, we've been going. This is even more substantial. So January twenty fifth, we were at thirteen hundred. 2200 on the 26th on the 27th 22 let's go to the last seven days let's just keep scrolling continues to decline nobody's playing it 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 (laughs) so it keeps declining we were at 889 last week it's still on a decline uh we peaked at 695 people yesterday uh wow fuck so Yeah, so, so this is the first game that Valve has released that has bombed. Uh, well, it was name a Valve I mean, game that bombed. This one is bombed pretty hard, pretty fast. This is, um, I think, I read a whole lot of articles. And I'm not going to cite sources because I dug through a lot of stuff. It's just one of those things that I saw that said, um, you know, hey, art. Nobody's playing Artifact, and I was like, I wonder what. I wonder how many has nobody. And then I looked at Steam Spy, and I was like, Holy fuck, that's declined. Yeah, no, this is this one. Was... It had a surge somewhat recently. Back in December, they released a big content upgrade, and they surged back up to twenty thousand. But there was a lot of curiosity. But it was a twenty dollar game that had a lot of in game purchases, and it's got a very complex battle system, and there are three lanes, and there it's. It's too much. People just there's there's too much going on there. It's it's they've got to revamp the game, right? The, well, I don't think it's salvageable at this point. Um, the if the game is if it if it's declined this hard, I mean six hundred and sixty some people. If you were playing this game and playing, you know, of course you're playing multiplayer because that's play all it against is. you play against a person, right? Uh, you have a damn good chance of playing the same person. Twice, three times, four times in a row. Um, if you are, you know, you know, if you're just randomly looking for games, Beat Saber has more concurrent players than what was it four percent of all Steam users have have VR. Right. I mean, how many people have VR? How many people are playing Beat Saber and it's a single player game? Um, Pretty yeah. much. The uh, the, the I, idea. I use that for comparison because VR is still kind of a toy. Right. It's a really fucking cool toy, but it is. There's not a lot of people that are have it because of cost. Yep, cost uh, gate's still a little high there. I want to. Um, I want to say it was. Um, there's 11 million concurrent players on Steam right now. There are only 650 people playing Artifact. Why is this always pulling up Pokemon? I don't get it. I'm trying to search for trading card games. You know for. You know, for online, because that's basically what this is, is a trading card game. Um, it's, you know, I, I look at all there of these games. There are other games, games that's still keeping them. I mean, I was obviously, aside from Steam sales figures, right? right. Dota 2 is number one right now, and then player PUBG is number two. And then Counter-Strike is still number three. But just to understand, like, the the huge monster that's Dota 2 is at almost at 439,000 people. Warframe, and we know that game has sold... Millions and millions and millions is at about fifty thousand right now. Yeah, well, it's still holding a strong number seven spot. Right, well, that's not bad considering. 
Rust at 43,000 people. Wow, people, more people actually Wow. That's surprising. I, I don't like that, that game. number's not like 40. Um, I want to say it was Artifacts. There was one game that was, I was invited to a, uh, uh, to beta test a, uh, a trading card game. Uh, and it was a Magic the Gathering clone. And I want to say it was Artifact. I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to dig through my email. So. Um, but I played it for all of maybe 30 minutes and said, what? <laughs> I uninstalled it immediately. Like, this this game was just not right. It didn't feel right. Didn't have it didn't have the right it didn't have the right stuff. And if it's if it's artifact, it doesn't surprise me that this uh, this game has died so hard. Then again, if you look back at uh, at the artifact numbers and see where the decline started, and try to cross reference that with uh, uh, when Magic the Gathering Arena came out, you'll notice that a lot of the people who are playing Hearthstone and Artifact and those things are just going to go to the original. I mean, you go back to Magic the Gathering, most people who play, you know, trading card games started out with that. Yep. You know, it's a familiar thing. The mechanics are fairly well known. And, you know, you can kind of shit on, you know, wizards and, uh, you know, and, you know, on all of the changes that they've done in the past few years but they made a damn good solid balanced game yeah they did you know and sure there's some card combinations that are just broken but you know it's still interesting you know so going back to the original makes perfect sense and anybody that's trying to riff off of that they're just uh, they're not going to get the following Yep. So, uh, with that, as far as uh, new games, I got quite a few. Of course, uh, Crackdown, Metro, and Far Cry New Dawn all released today. And I think Um, you'll hear more about uh, Metro New Dawn next week as Rusty digs through it. And I'll just dig through through, uh, Crackdown. I mean, I obviously have it on Game Pass. Why not? not? I'm not picking up New Dawn. Uh, so New Dawn is the Far Cry, you know. Oh, you Far know. Cry, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Metro uh, Exodus. Exodus, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna, not picking I'm... up Far Cry either. Just based on here's what I did. So I'm going to contradict myself slightly, mm-hmm. but watching gameplay and watching reviews and watching multiple reviews, the thing that stuck out a lot was basically bolted on Apocalypse, right? Right. It's the same map. It's just. It's done differently, and it's, not that much differently. They've got rusted out cars and weird purple fl- or pink flowers. Well, right. Here's why I won't. It's only twelve hours, so it's thirty or thirty five dollars for twelve hours. Well, so is Hellblade, but right. it's on Game Pass, and also Hellblade was a pretty. I think if you'll play that, you'll realize why that's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, Fenrir is amazing. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. When you get to Fenrir, you're going to be like, oh, I understand what Nas is talking and, about. And wear headphones. Right. Um, um, but I will be picking up. Uh, I, I already have, uh, you know, Metro, but I will probably 
I am 90% sure that I'm going to pick up at least one month of the premiere so I can try Anthem out afterwards. Which releases on 22nd? Right. Um, for for a racing enthusiast, I know these are a couple of big titles. Trials Rising and Dirt Rally 2.0 both come out on 26th. Uh, Dead or Alive 6 for fighting game players comes out March 1st. The Mortal Kombat comes out in April. Woohoo! Hey, Woo-hoo. hey, booby physics is a thing, man. <laughs> yeah, but Mortal Kombat's a fucking amazing well, franchise. Well, of course it is. I will. Uh, that's the one of the few that I... I probably won't pre-order, sorry I, to people I know, but <laughs> I will still pick it up this year I, and not on sale. I just want to play Cabal now. I it'll, it'll, I think we need to get back to the fighting game break. Oh, God. We do. Um, you can count me out because I fucking suck at them. And, and then next month you have Devil May Cry 5 and on the 8th, and then you have Division 2 on the 15th. I'm probably going to skip Devil May Cry because that's a game that I can probably wait on. Um, but uh, Yeah, definitely waiting on that. Uh, but depending on how you know how I feel on Anthem, which may or may not, I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it a month and see what it you know see what I can find from it. Uh, if I don't like it, then I'm going to switch over to Division Two because, I mean, I actually enjoyed the Division. It's just I played it during its broken years, so. <laughs> Uh, well, so, I'm interested to see what that's like. So with that, guys, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast if you want to watch some really old video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really old video. Uh, you can also find friends of the show. We got For the Love of Gaming. We have a Carousel Podcast for hey, just hey. a little bit longer. Hey, hey. Cabbage KBG. Hey. Uh, you can find NoQuarters.net. You can also find BMFCast.com and TVGP.tv. Uh, they do good things. And with that, it's the end of the damn show. All right. Peace. Peace.